that song always puts me in a good mood. Guys, welcome. Welcome to the Melanated Way. I'm Lynn Antwi. Of course, we have the lovely April Holloway in the house. We are covering Match Me Abroad 2.30 Pacific Standard Time uh, for East Coast people. We're doing it a little early so that it's early. Um, <laughs> season 1, Episode 7. Shout out to the live chat. I see family in the house. Crystal and Ray Della. Hello, hello. Uh, you guys, bottom of the screen, you can see where you can support the show if you so feel led. I really appreciate it, as well as Super Chats and Super Stickers are available. Um, and then go ahead and take a moment to like and subscribe. That always helps, too. And it's quick and easy to do. And head on over to April's page, Holloway Legal PLLC. She is live streaming right now at the same time as well. So go ahead and, you know, hit that up as well. Just do all the good things. Happy Taco Tuesday. Um listen. <laughs> listen, it's been a, it's already been a week. It's already it's only Tuesday. I may do double shows today, you guys. I know that I have to catch up with uh B90. So that might happen today at 8 p.m. Pacific Sanders time, or it may happen tomorrow. It just all depends on how today goes. That being said, April, what's going on over there? Today I hate men, so I might be a little hard on some people. <laughs> I love it. Oh my. Uh, let's get started. Uh, we're jumping into Chad. So what were your thoughts, overall thoughts on Chad, Chad's date, that whole thing? Chad's date definitely got spooked, and I understand. Yeah, I mean, I, I still can't read. If you guys don't remember, let me just pop Chad up. Chad's a little bit of a weirdo, in my opinion. I think he might be a super introvert, which is fine, be an introvert. Um, but I think that if you want to be like a dater, you're going to have to bring some more stuff to the table. And what I thought was interesting is that he thought that he felt super comfortable with her and that he was opening up, but he was not. He was responding to her prompts. And when she stopped prompting, it was very awkward for all of us. Right. So, um, Chad, 38, I think he's from Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken, uh, lives, you know, on all this acreage with his mama, not in the same house, side by side type houses, uh, gets to Columbia, they're immediately at dinner, which I thought was great, April, the food looked amazing, I was like salivating, mm -hmm. salivating, salivating, um, and one of the things I thought was interesting and that I wanted to discuss with you is that he literally said that Maria was everything he's ever wanted in a woman. And I was like, how could he possibly know that, April? He's known her for not even, I'm going to give him like two hours. He can't know that. He wants a physical specimen she met the physical requirements and suddenly he's in love. And now we have a little bit of understanding of how he's been engaged three times in less than a year. That part. Each that one. Part. And I feel like he doesn't even know what he wants, to be honest. He wants the arm candy. He wants someone that looks good. He said, you know, long hair, dark hair, and we'll talk about all of that stuff. Tall, dark haired is what he asked the matchmaker for when she asked, like, what were you looking for? Not like someone that's compatible with me, someone that likes to watch me cut grass, <laughs> someone that can understand what I'm saying, someone that can bring me out of my shell, 
someone that maybe family is important to them. I mean, I could pull out some things that I think are important to him, but for him to stick to the superficial um, really just kind of showed me where he is in his life. And, you know, 38 is closer to 40 than it is to 30. And at that point, you should think that you would know a lot about yourself as well as what you are looking for in a potential partner. Right. There's some questions he should be asking right off the bat. Like, do you want a slower life or do you enjoy living in the city? Like, you can't tell if you're really compatible with someone. That's a major question for his lifestyle. Absolutely. So he goes on to say that he thinks Maria is family oriented, which how could he possibly know he didn't ask her any questions about herself, about her family, what she's looking for. Does she want a family? Didn't ask any of those things, but said that. Says she was, quote, sweet. Okay, I'll give you that. And he feels like they really can connect and have connected. And on the flip side, Maria's first impression was like, he's sexy and she loves that he loves his mom. So obviously she asked him some questions about family, but she said she's not sure if it's a match yet which is realistic, right? Mm -hmm. So you can see that she's starting to ask the questions that are important to her, but you don't see the same reciprocated from Chad. No. So um, have you, you've been to Columbia, right? Yes. Okay. So what's the Pasilla tray? I saw some um, eggs on there. I saw a ton of meat. I was like, mm, yummy. What is going on? Yeah, I don't know that exactly, but it looked like he, they were having like a sampler tray of all the different meats in the restaurant, which is a fantastic idea if she wants him. I think she said in the last episode she wanted to give him a typical Colombian like experience. Yeah. But she took him to a place where he could try a bunch of different meats. And the only good thing that we can really say about Chad is he tried them. Absolutely. He tried them and I kind of laughed because, you know, he was like <laughs> was a little too <laughs> spicy for him and, you know. I'm not going to throw in the stereotype, y'all, but there is a stereotype out there. And I, <laughs> I hate the stereotype, but I laugh, I did laugh at that. Um, so he talked about, again, you know, what he thought was amazing. Um, and if you guys remember, Jose is his matchmaker. And he just loved the fact that Maria was tall. She had long, dark hair. It's everything he was looking for. And so here again... We're, we're on the superficial. And I just, you know, Chad, if you're out there, if you're watching, what is it that you're looking for besides the superficial stuff? Because, you know, as you get older, looks fade, right? And what are you going to do? And I just watched this video that went viral. I'm sure some of you guys saw it, where this woman is divorcing her husband because she said, quote unquote, she's outgrown him. And I think it's important to realize, like, when you are deciding that you're having a life partner, besides the four things that I tell you guys, um, you know, talk about money, talk about kids, talk about religion, talk about sex. All of those things are very important, but it's also important to make the right choice, right? Because you want this to be your lifelong partner. And if you're simply saying that she has to be tall, she has to be dark haired, beautiful, arm candy, or even on the flip side, you're like, oh, well, this person only has to be like a provider or whatever your whatever your things are. If it's just the surface, it's not going to last. And whether that's two years or in Chad's case where he's not even made it down the aisle yet, but he's been engaged a bunch of times, it, it could be problematic. What, what are your thoughts on that, April? 
I don't think it can sustain you unless you're committing to have a superficial relationship, which some people do. I mean, some people marry someone for money or marry someone for looks and because they can cook and they're okay with having a superficial relationship. But if you ever want to have a real conversation and if you ever are going to go through any hard times in your life where you need support, you want a real partner, not just you want to go ahead and read? I agree with you. You want to read Phil's comment? Chad's personality is like watching paint dry. I don't think it will improve with a nap. I'm trying to understand cutting grass as a hobby. Surely this man enjoys other things. Right. Do you like movies? Do you like music? What kind of music do you listen to, Chad? Where yeah. do you go on your free time, Chad? Do you draw? Do you work out? Like, I'm just trying to figure out... Like, that's your go-to answer? You like to cut grass? So so does he mean like, oh, I like to meditate. I like to spend time by myself. What are you thinking about while you're cutting grass? Are you having some deep thoughts about religion and politics? Please give us more, Chad. April. <laughs> I'm just trying. I mean, April, should I pop his picture up right now and, and you think back to what you saw on your screen? Is he having deep thoughts? thought and in meditation trying to understand i'm trying to understand stop it <laughs> oh, Musa. Musa. okay um so chad stuck to he's looking for the looks and she also said well when she uh talked to uh jose the matchmaker she was looking for an american gentleman and so i was gonna ask you guys hey live chat i see y'all popping in woo, woo, woo. love having you here so the question to you guys and the question to crystal is she said quote she asked for an american gentleman in 2023 april and live chat and if you're watching the replay let us know in the comments what does an American gentleman look like to you? And not physically, like what traits does an American gentleman have? Stevie, you're on deck. You have to answer that. Dustin, <laughs> you're on deck. You have to answer that. Uh, Crystal, I'd love to know what your opinion was as well. Joslo, same thing. But go ahead, April, you start. Oh, I, I legitimately have no idea what she's referring to. I would love for a follow-up question on exactly what she's defining as an American gentleman. I, how would I, you define it? A gentleman? Um, I, don't, I, I don't even know if there's a such thing as gentlemen that's specific to American. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker. You'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Traits, like a gentleman period is just someone who's considerate, like open the door, pull your chair out, walk on the outside. Like, does that not exist cross-culturally, cross-nationality? I, I mean, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. I don't know if there's any specific American kind of, if there is, I, I don't know what it is. When I think of Chad, I think Chad, I think Tennessee. And like, if I think, 
if she was describing an American gentleman, I, and I might've just watched, uh, what's it called? Walker. It's like, it's like a Texas, Texas Ranger Ranger show. Yeah. I might've watched a couple episodes of that recently fell into it. So I would think it would be like one of those men that like take off their cowboy hats and like, "Eh, Hey, to the woman or whatever. That's, that's what comes to my mind. Hmm. Um, Crystal says, like gentleman trait wise or just an American man? I need to get specific. Same. Curious. I'm curious what you guys think is an American gentleman. Um Jocelyn's Canadian like me. Don't don't go ahead and claim that, <laughs> April. Because I already see how April was like me too. Do you see that, you guys? Because that's not a true statement. <laughs> Jocelyn and I can make that that gesture where we're like, Oh yeah, we're Canadian. But you just see April. April just went like this, like she's okay. okay. <laughs> we'll make you an honorary one. How's that? Might as well at this point. I've claimed it so much. You might as well. <laughs> uh, all right. So um they talk a little bit about like what they do. Uh, he says that he wakes up, which I thought was interesting because this is like, to me, I don't know. But he wakes up, he's at the gym by 2.30 a.m. He's at work by 4 a.m. Uh, she's at work by 7. She too does go to the gym. So they do have that in common, which I thought was, you know, good. Um, and then April, I got distracted. And you guys, you know me, I get distracted by weird stuff. And I got distracted in his segment because of the way he was holding his fork. And I'll tell you this, I'll tell you why. Um, will I tell you guys why? Yeah, sure, I might as well. So uh, growing up in Canada, and I don't know, Joslo, maybe you can attest to this, but we had to take edit- etiquette classes um, and all the etiquette. And so where your table placings, your settings are, the whole thing. So he, he held his fork like it was a shovel. Did you notice that, April? Who? What is that? Who does that? Uh, Mar- um, him. I was so. I was like, and children. I was like, um, did he not grow out of the spoon phase as a child, where like you just, however you can grab it, you just grab it. <laughs> oh, it was very distracting to me. Yeah, exactly. Children, you and April on the same page, Crystal. So that distracted me, and then I got back into it. Um, and he, instead of saying, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I like. This is what I'm about. This is what I'm looking for. I've never traveled before. Where are good spots in Colombia that you can recommend that I should check out all of those things that I, I don't know. I just feel like would be common knowledge. He instead tells her as his first real communication, um, unprompted that he hasn't been lucky in love that he's been engaged three times and then he brings his trauma into it right that he's been cheated on and then she's like three times like that's that's like unheard of over here she's like normally you guys date like longer before you get engaged she's never been engaged so to have someone that has had back-to-back-to-back relationships and has just been engaged and engaged and engaged her words it was weird she thinks it's weird she asks him the length of his relationships and he's like, you know, roughly he's averaging a year per woman. 
And like what you said, April, so like he jumps in. I mean, in a year, you're you're going to get to know someone, right? But like that first three months is just you're, you're dating the representative. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the year, you guys are engaged. Too much, too fast. Right. Has he ever gotten to know them for real, for real, though? Probably not. Overshare a bit? Probably. And so that freaked her out. So we saw a distinct turn in the date because she had been talking and prompting and talking and prompting him out of his, like, introvert self. And then she stopped talking. And guess what? Time to go. We're wrapping up this date. Um but in the meantime, he's he's thinking that he's like, yeah, you know, once I warm up to people, then I talk a lot. And that's why I told her about my three failed engagements. I was like, you need to replay this and watch it because nowhere in there, April, did I feel like he was being open and like fluid and and driving the conversation. Did you ever get that? No. And that's what made it more awkward when he gave that deeply personal information. Yeah, because it came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Like, oh, by the way, I'm looking to wrap this up. So, like, I think you're hot. You want to get married? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. All right. That's all I got on on Chad. Do you want to add anything else? I have a question for you. Mm. So when I'm traveling, I switch my accent to a very standard American accent because I know that the way I talk to my mom or the way that I talk like at home would be very difficult for other people to understand. And so I realized with him, he can't, he can't do it. His accent is too strong she's struggling with it she's doing well she's struggling with it but he needs to switch over to a more standard english accent do you ever switch how you speak english i feel like i feel like canadian english is pretty uh standard i i switch words right so sometimes like for example, if I say toque and people are like, what? Oh, I'm like, oh, yeah, beanie. If I say Chesterfield, people are like, what? I'm like, oh, yeah, couch. If I say, um, what else? What are, They're like words that are just Canadian words. And I sometimes forget, like, people are like, what are you even talking about right now, Linda? I was like, ah. <laughs> so I'll switch to, like, American words, but I don't necessarily switch how I speak. I see, I see. Mm-hmm. Crystal says he hasn't had to. He's never been anywhere. Before I ever left America, I had to do that. I mean, I I would, you know, I I guess he's, I was going to say like maybe in like corporate America or even traveling throughout America, but it sounds to me like he just, he doesn't leave his 12 acres. Which is another mark against him marrying an immigrant. If you are an immigrant and you want to marry American, here's a kind of thing that you don't want to do. Don't marry an American who's not traveled within their own country and has not experienced America outside of their own city or state. That is just going to be a disaster for you. 
that part. And you're also going to be stuck on a two by two radius. You're going to know your block. You're going to know your neighbor. And then that's really it, right? Because that person has, and I, I get it, you guys. You guys tell me all the things about some people don't travel and travel is expensive. But I think that you could take a road trip. I think that you can do a staycation. I think that you can travel outside of your neighborhood. And, and you know, that's just how I feel. So I agree with April 100%. You can. Yep. All right. Moving on to Harold. Harold? Harold? Uh, overall thoughts in his segment. It went better than I thought it was going to. I was like, oh, Harold has met his match. <laughs> and she's for him. And, you know, all the things that we saw where he was like, Miss, I want a Barbie and I want this and I want blonde hair and blue eyes and tall and thin and all, all the things. And, you know, we saw that he did get that. She's beautiful, but she's also quirky. And she is accepting of Harold and who he is as a person, which I thought was very, very important and glad that he got to recognize that it's not just about the surface. You literally have to be able to have that connection. And he even admits that he's never had this type of connection before. Now, Harold, I'm just going to need you to slow down a bit. Pump your brakes. Pump the friggin' brakes, Harold. Okay, so they're back at his hotel. He's calling it part two of the date, which you guys know, like, that's his thing, right? He's like, oh, if the date's going good, and even if it's not going good, I'm going to be like, hey, you want to come back to my hotel? And <laughs> I'll have them make dinner for us. And then you want to go back to my room? Like, he literally says the same thing on every day. He just insert woman here. Um, And then he says... April, that he's fallen in love and who knew he could fall in love at a sewage plant? I was like, Harold, that's not love. But keep rocking. Don't tell anybody that, Harold. Don't, don't like say that loud. That part. And don't tell your date. Because, you know, you already scared her and I'm going to talk about that shortly. But what I did love about Harold, and I'll pop him on the screen for a second in his suspenders, is that I love the fact that he pulled out a date for her when they were, or excuse me, pulled out a chair for her on their date when he set up the dinner. I love the fact that he pre-planned it. So while they were getting back to the hotel, he called the hotel and said, hey, can you set up a you know, nice romantic dinner for two. I'm bringing this lady friend back to the hotel. Thought that was all great because, you know, a lot of the times, and I'm not blaming all y'all, but a lot of you men don't have a plan. You don't have a game plan. There's no like romance, like I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I think that it's important to to plan. Yes. And so I, I gave him like straight A's on that. Mm -hmm. And then... My note says, I feel like Carol's moving a little fast, but Michaela feels great with him. She feels comfortable with him. And I like the fact that he continued to ask her questions. Like, can I hold your hand? Can I kiss you? Can I do this? What do you think? I like, I love that about it because he is moving at warp speed. So at any point, if she felt uncomfortable, she could say, you know, no. Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. Right? Then I noticed April that he does need a lot of um, self-validation from his dates. 
So the first question he asked where I felt like, oh, he's looking for some validation outside of himself is he's like, what do you think of my outfit? Do you like it? And, you know, she likes it. He does tell her that that's not how I normally dress. It's not my normal outfit. I usually wear t-shirts and jeans. And I was like, mm, I don't know if I would describe Harold's outfits as t-shirt and jeans. Absolutely not. Right? Because she was like, oh, I usually wear t-shirt and jeans. But that's not what I saw. We didn't. We saw him in colorful shirts, suspenders. Hawaiian like, shirts. Slacks. The flame shirts. Did we see him in jeans? Yeah. I remember those dirty ass jeans that even the stylist oh, that's right. The stylist didn't want to touch. Mm-hmm. That he just has a suspender strapped onto. Anyways. Uh... Yeah, I guess my question, April, was if he had this makeover and he's going to sustain the makeover, then why then tell her this is not how you usually dress? Maybe he wants to go ahead and lower the expectations <laughs> on his clothing. Well, that which is concerning to me because that means that, hey, you went ahead and said, yeah, you're going to make these changes, even though they're small changes, but then are you just going to revert back to what you normally dress like? And you're just doing this for these first dates? Because, I mean, what's the point of that? Sounds like maybe he's getting at that, but it seemed like he liked his new look. So I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll see. So then he his next question to her is, you know, when was your last date? And she's like, four to five months ago was the last time I went on a date. And he explains that the last time uh, that he dated was six years ago. And that was his girlfriend who ghosted him. And I thought, I wonder if she, if ghosted translates over. What exactly did he say? Because I couldn't understand. He said that my last girlfriend was six years ago, but then she ghosted me and it hurt my feelings. That's what he said. Okay, I feel like I missed a word in there, but okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a question that you ask, right? Like, when was the last time you were in a relationship? Right? That's a fair dating question, don't you think? Yes. Yes, April, setting the trend for further dates. (laughs) Saggy, yes. His, His pants didn't have a good fit to them. Uh, he talks about how he likes to treat his partners with respect, and she agrees with him. She thinks that that's what she, he's been doing so far. She thinks that he's kind. She feels like a queen with him. And I was like, ah, they're on the same wavelength. Like, I don't know if I necessarily would say, oh, he's treating her like a queen. But he he definitely had his P's and Q's out. Right. It feels like that to her, so that's all that matters. Right, Which, which is what I'm saying, is that I personally would be like, mm, but she loved it. I loved it for her. And and he loved the fact that she's acknowledging that he's treating her with respect for where they are. Yes. Uh, he asked her, you know, what are you looking for? She says that she's looking for someone who she can feel comfortable with, who's someone that she can communicate with, same hobbies, share the same likes, all of that, that stuff. And I thought that's like, a proper answer, right? Compared to like what we heard Chad say. Absolutely. And then this is where I was like, see Harold, you take 10 steps forward and five steps backwards. 
he next asks her so how soon would you want to get married and she was in the middle of drinking her coffee or tea and i just had to show you guys her face looks so stressed <laughs> i know i understand him i know what he said but like where do i go from here how soon would you want to get married april on the first date i mean honestly if somebody asked me that i would call their bluff and say tomorrow because why are you being ridiculous I, are we both being okay we'll both be ridiculous I'm ready to get married right now. <laughs> her face was so, look at her. She's, yeah, that stressed her out. Her vein is popping. Popping. Doesn't even look like she's enjoying her caffeine because she's like, uh, <laughs> what, where do I go from her? Her eyes suddenly got hollow. <laughs> yes. Crystal says, yes, her face changed a lot. It looked like her face was cracking. Like, she, yeah, because she was like, what did I just hear him say? But she handled it very well. She said, you know, it's important that I can feel it, right? So she's basically like, I have to feel like I'm in love with the person. I have to feel like this is what I want to do, all the things, right? I thought that that was a good answer. I wouldn't have thought of that answer myself, but I like that she answered that way. What would you have said? Uh, if he asked me how soon would you want to get married? Mm -hmm. uh, I probably would have made a joke like you, like <laughs> been like, we can get married right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because that's how ridiculous you're being right now. Right. <laughs> right. Like, let's let's go. Let's go to the chapel. Go into the chapel and I want. Okay. Then he says, "Can I hold your hand?" and Again, I like the prompts. I like the fact. I don't know why I'm blurry. It really bugs me. Anyways, um, can I hold your hand? And she says, yes. He says, this is nice. It feels lovely. He feels like his time with her is effortless. She's effortless to be around. Um, and then it was kind of sad. He's like, you know, I've wanted this for so long. And, you know, he just wants to be loved, April. That's Clearly. what he just wants to be loved, right? And I guess we all want that. I'm going to try something. I'm still here. I just, I can't stand being, oh, look, I fixed it. Yeah. Um, I can't stand, I, but I don't like this part. Okay, hold on. There. My <laughs> um, lighting, but it's all good. Um, so then... He fast forwards again, you guys. And this is where I'm like, he needs to slow down because I can't keep up with how quickly he's moving. Would you like to see my room? And there was an awkward silence. Right? Because every woman knows what that means. What would you have said if, if, he, if you were on a date and they said that to you, April? I probably wouldn't have gone back to the hotel. Um, but in that case, I would say that's a bit too forward for me. Um, thank you for the invitation. So let's go ahead and end the date here. Yeah, I would have said no, thank you. No, thank you. But I had a lovely time and let's try to do this again. But I'm not going up there. And that's because I watch all the true crime. And what I'm not about to do is be at some rando who doesn't live in your city. You're at their hotel. I hope you told a friend where you were going because they don't even know. This fool could be it. This fool could have done whatever in that room and been bounced out of there. You don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
and you know you all call you guys call me a realist but i'm a realist and and there's reason why i'm a realist so i don't actually recommend going to anyone's hotel room that you don't know that you just met for the first time like that's just something that i would just never do and i don't recommend other people do it but to each their own uh, so they have a awkward silence, and then she says, "Because he says, can I show you my like pictures and drawings and such?" And she's like, "Well, you know that sounds good." And so she's like, "That sounds interesting. Yes, we can go." And then I thought it was cute how you know they had a little banter about how much they ate, and so he recommended that they take the five flights of stairs up. And then I thought that he probably thought about it was like well maybe she doesn't want to walk up five flights of stairs but there's also an elevator did you catch that part April I ca I, yes I caught it I was like good for him for trying to think from somebody else's perspective how's what I'm doing in the moment yeah uh Joslo is asking do we know whether the matchmaker told her he was autistic I don't know I don't re recall hearing that I don't know whether she told her that or not but I would hope she did right and, and I'm sure we'll find out sooner than later. Uh, so they go up to the room. Room's a mess, April. And I just, y'all, how are y'all traveling? <laughs> like, I, just, I have never, like, you just get to the room and you tear it up and all your shit is everywhere. Like, I have just never traveled like that. You know, I, I will admit that I will do laundry in my own home and I'll, put it on the bed because that means I have to fold it before I go to sleep. But what I'm not about to do is be in like some fancy hotel and throw all my shit everywhere. What do you do when you travel, April? I'm a little messy. Oh, oh so it's relatable. See, <laughs> and I knew that was coming because April and I are like yin and yang, uh, oil and vinegar in the sense that I'll say something. She'll be like, oh, but by the way. <laughs> But if I was going to invite a friend into my room or if I was staying with somebody else, I would be more respectful to not have my things all over the place because I'm staying with somebody. So when you're not, you just like to have the space like to just feel like you're at home maybe? I'm not even that messy at home. Something happens to me when I go on vacation and I just start functioning on a very low level. <laughs> You're just like, oh, I'm on vacation. It all doesn't matter right now. I, I can get exactly. that. I, I get that. Okay, I get that. Um, so he's a little bit embarrassed. He keeps saying his room is a mess. His room is a mess. And I think that he, you know, even though this is a standard line, you guys, where he's like, oh, do you want to come back to the hotel? I can make you dinner. Do you want to come up to my room? Like, that's what he says to, like, all the ladies. I think that it's just not happened for him. So he was not expecting her to say yes. And so that's why he felt a little bit embarrassed and kept apologizing for his messy room. And she's like, it's okay, it's okay. And he sits down beside her and here's where I saw the dynamics shift. Now, some of you men think you're super slick, okay? But I'm gonna tell you something. There's two things I'm gonna tell you. First and foremost, a woman has decided in the first five minutes of when she saw, sees you and meets you on a date, whether she's sleeping with you that night. And you can ask any woman if you don't believe me. Ask them. They've decided in the first five minutes. 
whether and I can tell you whether that's going to be them thinking that I just want to hook up. This is going to be long term, short term, whatever they're thinking. They have decided in the first five minutes. Okay. Second of all, they can decide. This is the disclaimer. They can decide in the first five minutes, but you can talk them in and out of it by how you represent yourself throughout the day. Correct. Third of all, when Harold sat down, right, his his whole game plan was like, oh, I'm going to show you my drawings and my pictures. But then he sat down and he sat down very close to her with his like googly eyes and she knew exactly where he was trying to go. And so she changed the dynamic. She's like, show me the pictures. <laughs> where are these pictures that you're talking about? Right. And I saw that whole shift like she took she took charge of that moment. Absolutely. Letting him know that she's going to hold him accountable to why she said and agreed to come to the room. He's like, oh, my pictures. Now, here's the thing, April, that I was like, oh, I thought we talked about this in episode one. So in episode one, when he went to bring his rock collection and his inventor's book, I thought that Katerina said, don't bring that stuff. Is that not what she said? She said, we have plenty of rocks here in Prague. <laughs> right. But also all the other stuff is heavy. But guess yes. what? He brought it anyway. So he went and, and it wasn't even his drawing book, you guys. And I mean, I, I guess, whatever. It wasn't his drawing book. I would have rather looked at his drawings. But he brought his invention book. And he's like, you know, this invention book is really important to me. And I don't show it to a lot of people. And, you know, whatever. And the first thing he showed her was, and I don't even know, I don't even know what this is, but the pool noodle drawing, and I guess something is on the inside of it. Is that like the styrofoam pool noodles? Yes, it is. Oh. And for some reason, he thinks it would be fun for that to make noise. Oh, see, like, I thought that, but I was like, that can't be what it is. <laughs> you were right. Oh. Okay. And then he showed her some other thing that he tried to explain was easier to understand. He didn't put a name to it. Just looked like, I don't know, looked like tanks to me. I don't know. And she's like, I, I guess it looks easier. I mean, to you, maybe. And here's where I saw she took charge again because she thought she was going to be looking at some photos. So she's like, do you have any photos of your family? Mm -hmm. He's like, yes. He puts his invention book down, picks up his phone, shows a picture of his mom, pictures of like New Mexico, and then also his Star Trek t-shirt, which to me, right? And it's not me, so I can't really just talk about it. But to me, it would have been like your Star Trek t-shirt like that's what you're showing me but they both love star trek right that's something they bond over so that's something they have in common and she got excited about it and then she showed him a picture of her in her star trek outfit like a whole full-on outfit so it was like a moment that they shared mm -hmm. what were your thoughts on that april i thought that was cute and i didn't see any reason why he couldn't have just brought that downstairs to show her yeah, because he thought he was getting laid. Let's be real. <laughs> Let's be real. That's he has specific things that he says, and he thinks that like that's the way it works. And he thought he was going to get laid. That, that's the, why else are you going to the room, April? He brought the the color, not the coloring book. <laughs> 
he brought his drawing book to the first date on the boat, he could have easily brought his invention book downstairs. Well, she had not earned the prenup invention book, which is like Joslo said. That part, not the prenup <laughs> invention book. Uh, Ty says it was on his phone. Why did he have to go to the room for that? All that, y'all, all that. So he's super excited. He's in love, like he said. He feels accepted by her. And he asks her, you know, how would you feel about going on another date? And he tells her that this is his best date ever. And to my surprise, she agrees and says, this is the best date that she's been on. We saw the rose that she was carrying and she was really feeling him. She feels like he has a kind heart. They hold hands. They kiss April. They kiss on the couch. Um, and then he walks her to her ride chair. They have another goodbye kiss. And then he does, I mean, I don't even know how to call it, a happy like sidekick. It's the goofy kick. It's the Goofy kick. Yeah, it's from, um, you know, the, the cartoon character Goofy. That's how he always. Oh. No. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't recall it, but I know it. But I don't recall him. Do I mean, that little <laughs> thing with his feet. Oh, Lord. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, you're so Harold. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm happy for him. I hope it's a match. Uh, it looks like they're going to have a second date, and I'm all for it. Um, so we'll see. I just, my recommendation is that he needs to slow it down just a tad. Slow it down, and I think he should continue dating other people as well. Agreed. Agreed. But he's in love already, so. It's like Stanika, though, right? Stanika got that first date, and then now she wants to just date that that one dude, Nor Nordine. So, we'll see. All right, we're moving on to Michelle. We meet Michelle for yes. the first time, and we were already on episode seven. I think it's interesting that they're popping her in in episode seven. Um, you know, TLC, Sharp Entertainment tends to do that with what I like to call filler couples. So I'm not sure how much of her story we're going to see because we're already invested in everyone else. Um, it's episode seven. But uh, the official breakdown for Michelle, and I'll pop her on the screen, is Michelle's 34. She lives in North Carolina, but she's looking to reconnect with her European heritage. However, as a self-proclaimed feminist princess, which is an oxymoron, in my opinion, uh, she is challenging Katerina to find a man who doesn't follow antiquated gender roles. What were your overall thoughts on her segment? I am so excited about her. Are you? I am. I I wish that she had a different matchmaker, but I understand that she wants to connect to her European roots. I wish she had a matchmaker who was more like, okay, this is what you want. Let me find what you want. Not one who's going to try and force her to not be feminist. Interesting. Um, okay, so first time we're meeting Michelle, Raleigh, North Carolina. She's a marketing manager and part-time party princess. We do find out that she has uh, a degree in 
or a major in, I should say, because she didn't say degree. She said she majored in musical theater. Um, and so she was happy that she was able to use her major being a party princess. Um, her love life has been full of disappointments. Uh, part of it is that she's been cheated on. Uh, she, she identifies as a staunch feminist, but she's still looking for Prince Charming. Has a great group of friends. Um, and what she feels is that she's just m missing her life partner, right? So she meets up with her friends. There's like three of them, I think. Bob and Andy, Angela. And they're having a couple of drinks. And she's explaining to them what she wants to do because she's been so unlucky in love. What we do find out about her, and it was totally relatable for me, uh, is that in July 2021, her dad passed away from a sudden heart attack, uh, which left her in a really dark place. And she put love on the back burner, right? And so now, fast forward, she's feeling like she wants to put herself out there. She wants to try again. And so she wants to test out the dating sites, or excuse me, test out dating in another country. And specifically Prague, and like I said at the top of her segment, uh, because she wants to kind of get re in line with her European roots. Um, she does go on to say that she's tired of being burned by American men. She's been cheated on too often by American men and multiple times. Uh, hey, Pusola! Hello. Okay. Um, let's talk about that a little bit more. The not the stereotype, but the the dating scene in America. What are your thoughts on it, April? I think that American men are going through a really interesting time right now. I actually have a lot of sympathy for them um, because they're not quite sure how to evolve from just being providers and being emotional support partners as well. Um, and it's quite a difficult journey, it seems, when your entire life, your masculinity has been based on one thing. I love that answer. See, you know, as an attorney, she's very, like, <laughs> thought and thought-provoking. I used to not have very much sympathy for it, but I've, I've watched like men try to navigate male-male friendships and struggle when they don't believe in the same things that our former president used to say about women um, and be called slurs. Um, and have their sexuality assaulted for wanting to be more emotional and kinder to the women partners that they're with, be more into doing housework and care about their children more on a day-to-day -day basis rather than just showing them off. And it's, you know, it's a struggle for them. So I have more sympathy for it, the evolution that some of them are trying to go through, but it does leave American women on uh, the... I was about to say something that I shouldn't say anymore. <laughs> um, I just learned this was a bad phrase. So I have to well, replace it really quick. Know, what if that's something that's in my vocabulary? Um, the low end of the totem pole. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I have to replace it 
um, the short end of the stick. Um, because we want, some of us, we want partners who are going to be full partners in more ways than just financial, but them finding their way to that seems to be very difficult. See, April is just a really good person, you guys. She's a really good person <laughs> and uh, very uh, diplomatic and politically correct. I am going to say that I, from my Canadian experience dating men in America, uh, so far, and I'm not saying all men, but so far my limited experience, it's trash out there, y'all. It's trash in the streets right now. It's trash in the streets right now, y'all. And I'm not saying the whole time I've been here, but I don't know since since uh, I'm going to give it a year before that global pandemic. I don't know what happened, but even the year before was trash in the streets, y'all. Yeah. I mean, have a plan. Okay. Have a plan. Don't send, you know, those eggplant pictures unsolicited. <laughs> Don't be like, uh, W-Y-D. Every day. As in you're talking about something. Don't think your plan is Netflix and chill on the first date. Um, yeah, do better follow up with maybe a phone call after the initial like text back and forth. Like I can go on. It's trash out there, y'all. It's trash. And so I hope that turns around. So whatever April's saying where I hope they fight, figure it out, figure it out quickly. I okay? do. Keep that shit pushing, move it forward. And I will let you know this, that as a single woman, women, you're single until you're not single. So just like how men, date multiple women don't feel bad for dating multiple men like go ahead and have them in rotation and they could think that they're the only one but until that they represent themselves as the only one you're still single okay because right. what i've seen a lot of my friends do is like latch on to the one guy and then that one guy turns out to be trash and all the other guys and i'll tell you this gentlemen you are not the only one there are multiple men in that woman's DMs. There are multiple men trying to vie for that woman's attention. So what's going to make you stand out from someone else? Like step that shit up quickly. All right. <laughs> My TED talk. <sighs> so Michelle's matchmaker is Katerina. Um, what we do find out about Katerina that I thought was interesting that we didn't know up until now was that Katerina met her partner through a matchmaker and then thought, hey, I could be good at that and then became a matchmaker. Katerina says that Michelle has many amazing qualities. She's intelligent. She's curious. She's adventure minded. Um, but then Katerina said something that even like now, like I just... What did you mean? I'm going to need you to explain that. She said, quote, but Katerina is extremely emancipated. I think what she meant to say is emasculating. Because um, the word emancipated doesn't really make sense in that sentence. And I hate that word. I hate the word emasculating. I think she shouldn't have said that at all because, I mean, I, I'm going to need her to elaborate because before I go off on a tangent, and I really do want to go off on a tangent, um, 
but I won't. But I will say this. If you're trying to say that Michelle being a strong, independent woman that can live her life, like she said, being happy and single and provide for herself because she's had to is making her emancipated, then I have questions for you. But if you didn't mean that, then then I'm wrong. But Katerina, I need some clarification on that immediately. I think that you're right what you think that she meant. I know I am, but I, yeah. you know, I'm trying not to go off. <laughs> okay, I'm trying not to go off because y'all say I'm too real. So I'm trying to like no, get no, it back no. in. Stay so, here. Um, Michelle says that she's comfortable in her on her own. She is confident in her own skin. And I found that refreshing because as a single woman myself, I have my own insecurities. And I think that as you get older, you have to reconcile your insecurities because growing up, you have all these images of what is supposed to be the standard of beauty. Um, but as we know, as time has gone on, that standard has shifted and changed and been more, it's more inclusive. However, there are still the stereotypes. There's still the things that you see in the media. There's still the things that my fellow Canadians, you took Sophia. <laughs> I'm sure you must be talking to myself and John. And me, and me, and me. <laughs> Somebody's going to really think I'm Canadian out of this. They really are. They really are going to think that. We shocked. Um, and so like I was saying, I just, I appreciated the fact that she is feeling comfortable and confident in her own skin. And I don't think that that's something that uh, should be taken away from her. I think that that is, uh, she did the work to get to that spot. And I salute her for that. Right. I want her to be matched with somebody who accentuates that. She's also the first one to say she's willing to move to the other country. Right. That part. So she doesn't have to be limited to somebody who wants to come to the U S. So that's great. Yeah. So she went on to say that, um, she just wants to find someone that she can journey in life with. And I really appreciated that as well of her. Like, yeah, you want a partner, you're you're going through this journey that we call life and she's enjoying it and she's appreciating it but she also y'all are too much uh, <laughs> she also wants to share that with somebody and i think that that's what we all want we, we want to all grow old with someone that we can journey in life with and then katarina asks her another question because michelle was like well like what are you talking about emancipated she says, do you feel ready to fully surrender to a man? What do you think Katerina meant by that? I see in the live chat, like Crystal said that she thought Katerina, when she talked about being emancipated, meant, you know, she was super carefree. Joslo agrees with her. What did you think when she said, do you feel ready to fully surrender to a man? There is no way i can't interpret that to mean anything but a negative submissive type i i what other what else could that mean i mean i can only think that it that we're talking about a specific patriarchal society right where you know and 
if you if if you if this is what you're looking for then then that's fine because i still think i do have like a lot of um traditional beliefs but surrender to a man like that is a very i don't know it seems harsh it seems a very surrender like he's in charge of me or surrender as in he's the head of the household maybe it was a bad english translation or bad english choice of words but i I don't associate positively with surrendering my will or my beliefs or thoughts to anyone else. Definitely need more clarification. So Michelle's like, you know what? I don't like that term. I'm not comfortable with it. Um, and goes on to say that she's not into antiquated gender roles, right? Which is in line with what she has been saying since we met her this episode. <sighs> Wait, do I have a, you know, once upon a time, I, I just got back from traveling. I used to have this Canadian tag that I put on my bag. <laughs> I don't know where it is now. Joslo is honoring April with an honorary Canadian award. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm pretty sure I have a picture of it on one of my bags though. And Crystal says, as far as Katerina and Michelle, uh, she chopped it up to translation and different cultures. It could be that. Let's go with that for now. It could be. And hopefully that is all that it is. Because I like Katerina so far. can't find it. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> we're moving on. I mean, I could help you. Let me help you one second. I'll grab. Oh, she's going to grab some joke, guys. It's not going to be, it's going to be like me as a poser or something. Oh, no, I would never put you out like that, April. <laughs> I would never put you out like that. And if I, I would just never, but you're probably looking for something like this. <laughs> Right. We'll, go, we'll go ahead and mail that to April. Yes. Please. All right. But I am excited to see her her story. Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be filler though. Like it's episode seven already. She has a lot of making up to, unless she is going to find someone immediately and high high tail it ahead. We're seven episodes in. Yeah, that's true. And we didn't see Stanika. We didn't see Susan. So. We'll see. Maybe they'll just show us like when you clash with your matchmaker, what happens? Because that question from the matchmaker didn't inspire me that she was going to be able to make a good match. We'll see. But she does. I saw the preview next week, and um, she does say some stuff that, like, on the first date. I don't. I mean, I don't know. Do you say all that stuff? Like, you're into like kink or whatever it is. She said <laughs> on the first date. Oh, no. I guess if you're into kink, you do because you want to rule out anybody who's not. You should immediately have said that to your matchmaker then. You're paying her enough money to be like, hey, I only want to do this. That way I don't have to bring it up on the first day. Exactly. Like, just be super honest from the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to Mark. Mark. Overall thoughts of Mark and Mark like him. segment. 
<laughs> I'm just gonna pop this up real quick because actually, so what did you say? What were your overall thoughts? Still don't like him. Yeah, this part. Mark, you're dusty. <laughs> Match me, <laughs> and you know i know that we're talking about him saying that i didn't sign up for this i didn't sign up for this musty frat boy 44 running amok and just so like no just no etiquette no etiquette no etiquette no open-mindedness like none of it like do you speak english like you're in Morocco, asshole. Like you maybe should have learned a few words. You knew you were going the day before to her this woman's home. You couldn't no give. No give. You could no greeting. Nothing. In Arabic or French. And then you want to have an attitude that in their house, like just okay, don't get like just ugh. He could have used this as an opportunity because. He claims he wants to find someone to have a life with. This could be your opportunity to get to know the family that's on the other side of that. But instead, he had a piss poor attitude. Piss poor. You didn't even, you didn't even bring any tea. Nothing. Nothing. Okay, so Mark meets up with his matchmaker, Nina. Uh, she asked how the date was. He's like, she was friendly and sweet and nice. Uh, she said very similar things about him, but he doesn't want to see her again because he thinks that she's too young for him. Um, and so he wants to go with someone else. Those are his exact words. So Nina's matched him up with Huda, who's 25 years old, which is not that much older than the first date. I think the first date was 24, right? So 23, 24? She's 24, I think. Um... Let me see if I find it, Chad. Uh, I'll have to get back to you. But she was young. And she said, yeah. yeah. So, 24. Sukanya, she's 24, yeah. So, who does 25? Does look a little bit like more mature. Uh, she's a boss. Uh, she's business minded. She's adventurous. Nina says that they have similar values and goals. Um, she has to literally say to Mark. So Nina has to say to Mark, listen, who does expecting to be wined and dined? She's also going to expect you because you guys remember she he wore t-shirt and like flip flops and shorts to his first date. Um, so Nina's like, she's going to expect you to dress up a bit and also pick her up from the family house. And his attitude is like, oh, I never did that. I've done that since I was in high school. Ah. And she's like, listen, I need you to be accepting. I need you to be open. And also you need to remind you that you're not in America right now. So. He goes back to his hotel and gets ready. Now he puts on this red, like, 
printed kind of shirt. And April, did you see how wrinkly that shirt was? Like he didn't even take the time and effort to put pride in his outfit. And yeah. I get he wore a suit over it, like a, a suit jacket over it. But what if you take the suit jacket off? You didn't even spend five minutes ironing your dusty ass wrinkly shirt. Mark, you're dusty. Forever. So he gets ready. Wears a black suit with a red and white kind of check shirt underneath that red tie. And I mean, for those, uh, actually, I won't even go there. I won't even go there. Uh, he gets, he walks to her, her, his date's house. He's greeted by Othman, which is her older brother. He looks super young. Because if she's 25 and he's older, he, I mean, to me, he just looked. He did look really young. Really young. Um, and the mom's there, Fatha, Fatha, and the younger brother. And I, I don't know what his name was. I, it looks like I wrote Al, but I, I know that that can't be his name. So they greet him. They welcome him into their home. They sit down in what looks to be like a living area and this is literally what he does, you guys. So they, they're they like positioning themselves, right? And the younger brother sits beside him at first, but then his brother is like, move over. And I could see why, because you want to have a communicate, you want to talk to him, right? So instead of being beside him, you want to look him face to, the, face to face. That's what I took it at. Mark goes like this and smells his armpits in the first 30 seconds of going into someone's home. The next thing Nina does, should do, is to send him to an etiquette class. He fucking needs all the etiquette. All the etiquette. You know how, okay. That would be it. You're 44. You're 44 with the frat boy mentality and that's what you did when you, like just no respect. Where's the respect? So then uh, he sits down with them and he, he immediately says, uh, where's Huda? And there was a translation issue, right? Like they said, it sounded like car. So he thought that she wasn't even in the home, but she was like taking care, like she was getting ready still. And then they said, you know, she'd be down in like 30 minutes. He's like, 30 minutes? So she's not in the car? With attitude, you guys. This is a horrible first impression for him to the family. It was awful. Just awful. So then the eldest brother says, you know, where are you from? He's like, I'm from Chicago. And says, you know, where Michael Jordan is from or McDonald's. Have you ever had McDonald's? You know McDonald's? Well, you know, I have a tiny share in McDonald's. So whenever you eat there, thank you. He just, is everything bad about America? Yes, that part. All in one person. That part that part so they have a little bit very limited conversation 
Um, and then Huda comes down. There's an awkward silence after they greet. She's looking at him. He's looking at her, but it was awkward. And in that moment, I already knew she was not interested. Remember I told you that first five minutes, a woman has decided she was not interested in him. And she was surprised by him. Would yeah. you agree with that? Oh, I agree. And I, she probably could overhear the way he was talking to her family. And I think she's she speaks fluent English. So mm -hmm. even if they didn't understand to be offended, she's hearing it. Yep. 100%. So there was an awkward silence after they greeted. Um, and what I think was they were trying to do was have a conversation with them, right? It's a, it's a different culture. And the family is heavily involved in life. And they all live under the same roof. So they want, and plus you're a stranger. It's not like you're even from the same city. You're from a whole different country. They want to know who is taking, who's this rando that's going to be taking out our precious cargo, our daughter, our love, our family member. We want to know some things, and which I don't think is a bad thing. So the brother's like, uh, how old are you? And he's like, I'm 44. And the brother's like, you're old. He's like, I'd like, I look good for my age. Well, at least I think I look good for my age. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> now the conversation would have continued there, but Mark's like, okay, so are, are we ready to go? Like he was literally, you could feel him trying to get out of there. You could feel him not making any type of effort. And even when he got up, you guys, there was no like goodbye greeting. Nice to meet you. Thank you for having me in your home. Nothing just like up and out. I just felt like there was no etiquette. He was super rude. Someone in the live chat said, you know, he comes off as arrogant, 100%. All of those things wrapped up in a disgustingly dusty ball. Mark, you're dusty. dusty. This is all a part of him thinking that he can just come to Morocco, pick a woman, like picking a flower in a field, and bring her back to the U.S. to cook for him, have kids for him, and be his pretty arm candy. Crystal says, I do appreciate that Mark is a jerk up front instead of presenting himself as a nice guy and flipping the switch. Waste no time. He's the kind of person who would probably describe himself as a nice guy. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't realize. He doesn't know. Yeah, how, and how off-putting it is. So we learned from Huda that she didn't know how old he was. And she thinks that 20 years, her senior is just too much for her. She likes younger guys. She likes to date in her age bracket. I think she was trying to say like, she likes to date like sporty buff type guys. And Mark isn't any of the things that she thought he was going to be. And so I'm going to, Call it April. I'm going to say that I don't think the state goes very well at all. I don't either. But his last date went better than I thought it was going to go. So. Yeah. No, I'm going to call it. <laughs> the last date was really, she, she was just like happy to, I don't know. I don't think this date's going to go well. You guys let us know what you think as well in the live chat. Let us know in the replay. Um, <laughs> yes, take your bets now. 
Right. Take the bets now and we'll talk about it next week. <clears throat> last and getting on my last damn nerve is Natalie. What were your thoughts about Natalie? She doesn't know what she wants. At this point, we're just here for fun, aren't we, Natalie? That part. Natalie's 24, and uh, I have to tell you that she has a lot of growing up to do, and she, in my opinion, needs to find herself because she literally does not, she doesn't know anything about herself at all. This date, gonna, pardon? Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. This date gave us even more insight. It's not just her romantic life that she doesn't know how to separate from her, her mom. It's her professional life. Her professional life, her spiritual life, her romantic life, her life. She stands nowhere. What's the saying, April? If you don't stand for anything, you fall for everything. Oh, I thought you were going to say she was a man with no island. That part. All the things, all the sayings that mean you don't know anything about yourself and you're 24 years old and you need to go and She needs to go and travel for a year by herself. And if she doesn't need to do that, she needs to get a job and explore in her area with the money that she she makes from that job. She needs some life experience. Exactly. So Juan is her matchmaker. And uh, he set her up with Alejandro. Alejandro's older. He says, calmer, less of a bad boy, well-traveled. Uh, Juan says that Alejandro would be a good match for her, what she's looking for. Um, and Juan Paulo, who I just think is a hottie, picks him <laughs> up. Hey, Juan Paulo, hey. He is super cute. Oh, my goodness. Just drive me everywhere, Juan Paulo. Let's let's talk about that. We're... What's going on with you, Juan Paulo? What's your backstory? She, Linda wants to know how to make your day better, Juan Pablo. Right. Let me come to Colombia. Drive me around. You can drive me around any day, Juan Pablo. <laughs> All right. So she meets up with her date, Alejandro. Um, first thing he asks her, like, besides, like, they have the greeting and all this stuff, you know, what does she do? This person says she doesn't know. What do you mean you don't know? Oh, um, all my life I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. And at this I thought I was going to be a lawyer. And then now I don't know. She's not in school. So she says, if you guys go back to first episode, she made it seem like she was in law school. She made it seem like she went on a, what do you guys call it? Sabbatical. Like a sabbatical. No, like you guys, really? she went on a, like I say student exchange and you guys say. Um, foreign oh. exchange student, student. Uh, no, they have, there's a word for it. I forget the word for it. Yeah, you guys say something different, but you know what I mean. Like, she yes. went abroad, traveled abroad for school. So she made it seem as if she, and I could be wrong. Let me know what you guys thought. Let me know what you thought, April. But she made it seem like she was in law school. And part of being in law school, she went on a student exchange. She went to Columbia, loved South American men. And that's why she wanted to go back there. Is that not how she presented herself? 
that might be what she said. I kind of assumed in my mind that she did it when she was an undergrad, because I don't know why you would do that while you're in law school. She's just not in school. Yeah, but she's she's apparently she's not working right now. And she's not. That's why. What do you what do you do? I don't know. Is that not a weird answer? Not like, hey, I'm, I'm taking some time off of school, trying to figure it out. Uh, maybe I'm volunteering. Maybe I'm just not doing anything. I'm living at home, but I'm just trying to figure it out. But no one said you just said, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, she doesn't. I, I, you know what? It was a truthful answer. She does not know. Yeah, she doesn't know a lot about a lot. Um, But she's impressed with Alejandro. Her first impression, she says, giving it a chef's kiss. Uh, thinks that he has a chill vibe and then she makes this really crazy assumption about him because in her mind right if you can be chill then you have to be a specific thing like you can't be chill and be a dj because when she asked him what he did he's like i'm a dj she's like i would never have expected that i thought that you would be like a teacher or something that's a wild assumption that she made but she also made a wild assumption about Siwar, Stewar. She said he wasn't looking for anything serious. Ma'am, you never asked him that. That part, that part. And you, it was like, I was seeing Susan. I was like, this is Susan 25 years ago. I was seeing, seeing Susan make all these assumptions about her dates and making excuses that are not true. That is not why that date didn't work out. That didn't work out because of you, Natalie. You said you wanted all this stuff and even said you loved his looks in the beginning. And all of a sudden, when he gave you bad feedback, all of a sudden, he's not the one. He wasn't looking for what you were looking for. Mm-hmm. How do you even know that? You didn't even have a conversation with them. Yeah, that part. Out of life coaching with the therapist, Natalie. That part. I, You know what? I don't even want to add that for her. I really want her to be on her own because I feel like these people... She's substituting Juan for her mom. You know, if she meets a man that she gets along with, she'll substitute that person for her mom. She needs to find her own will. Yeah. What do you do? I don't know. That is the weirdest answer to me. So his first impression of her is that she's pretty, pretty, but he's curious to understand her, which makes sense, right? Like, how do you, I'm curious, like you're a pretty face, but it seems like you're not about anything. Like, I, I need to understand. You know, I ask you what, you're, what you do and you're like, you don't know. And then we're walking around the park that I've obviously picked as a beautiful spot to see in Colombia. And then you say that you were not paying attention. What? You were yeah. not paying attention to the beautiful surroundings because you were so enthralled with Alejandro. Is that is that what you're trying to say? That may have been what she was trying to say, but I did not take it that way. I took it as she was simple. Simple. And you're still traveling internationally. Like, enjoy where you are. You may not get back there anytime soon. Ask questions about where you are. Stop cutting him off. Yeah. (laughs) That part. Um, So he asked her, you know, how long has she been single? Uh, she says she's been single for two and a half years. He says that he's been single for six and a half years. She was kind of taken aback by that. 
I wasn't. I was like, he he literally said that in order for him to settle down, he's going to want to have to settle down. And that's an honest answer, right? So in six and a half years, he hasn't met that person yet. And so he he didn't say he wasn't dating. He just said he's, he hasn't been in a relationship or he's been single. Yeah. It made sense to me because he also talked about how he's been kind of on a spiritual journey. Yeah. So it makes sense that you wouldn't be able to have a long relationship through those kind of major changes. Yeah, absolutely. So she says that she's attracted to him. And then, so not only does she not know what she does for her life, right? She doesn't know what she does for work. Uh, he asked about her spirituality. In my opinion, she doesn't know because this is what, how she answers. She says her mom is Buddhist. And her dad is Catholic. Okay, but what are you? The the question was about you. What do you believe? Then she says when she was growing up, she always wanted to be Catholic because her dad's Catholic. Um, but she doesn't know. So you don't you don't know what you believe at all? And you've never thought that you wanted to explore that and find out what you believe and don't believe so that when you're asked that question, you can answer it. I want to say something. I just don't, I, I want to say it nicely. So you can answer it with all the work that you've done to figure out what you truly believe. Like, how can you not know what you believe outside of yourself? And and it could be whatever. I'm not taking a stance, Sarah. You guys know what I believe. You guys know what April believes. But we believe it outside of ourselves. And we can stand on it. And if I said, here's why I believe these things, I could say that. And April could say, here's why I believe these things. And she can stand on it. Not like, oh, because, well, my mom's Buddhist and my dad's Catholic. Yeah. And it's okay to be in between or in discovery, but she didn't say I was raised this way, but I'm, I'm sort of kind of working through whether or not I want to continue practicing that. She, didn't she say couldn't even, she's not even at that point. No, because just like how she doesn't know what she do, does for a job, she doesn't know. And she doesn't know April because she hasn't put in the work to figure out who she is as a person. No. Instead she's like, let me just find a partner and I'll just latch on to whatever their beliefs are, which is why I think that Juan should stop her dating immediately and start sending her to like art classes and dance classes and other, other activities, um, different churches or, you know, like just, just start sending her to explore some things. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, says that she just Googled her. It says she has no LinkedIn and or educational data unavailable. Still, Natalie, you still haven't anything since the show stopped filming? <laughs> Let me stop. Everybody has their own process they go through to finding themselves. My only thing is don't drag somebody else down that road with you. If you haven't done the work to be reflective and honest with yourself, don't drag a partner into it with you. be honest i mean i mean i'm just gonna piggyback on that um and take it a little bit of a different direction i personally think that you need to do your own work and know who you are so that you know who you're presenting um yourself to be because what then are you looking for in a partner if you don't know who 
how can you say you want X, Y, Z in a partner when you don't know what those X, Y, and Z things are in yourself? How do you know you want those things if you don't know who you are? That doesn't even make sense to me. Why would you spend money on a matchmaker when you don't even know who you are? You can't say, hey, I want this, this, and this, and this. Well, are you about those things? The simple things, what do you do? What do you like to do? You don't know. What do you believe? You don't know. It, I mean, someone make it make sense to me because that doesn't make sense to me. Anyways, Alejandro said he used to be atheist, but now he meditates. Uh, they have like, he really is driving the conversation, but she too is also responding to the conversation. Uh, she goes on, he goes on to say that he doesn't like to talk about spiritual things before sex uh, because it makes him not get laid. And I thought that that was an interesting statement. She wanted him to elaborate on it, but guess what? She doesn't ask him to elaborate. What do you mean by that? Instead, she goes to Cameron and says, you know, what does he mean by that? <laughs> okay. Um, dates over. Sexy Juan Paulo drives him back <laughs> to the hotel. Uh, they do have a hug. She wants to see him again. He is amenable to that. And then I don't know if you guys caught this, but again, I watch all the true crime. When she got out of the ride chair and was walking into her hotel, she wasn't paying attention to anyone except Alejandro, but there was a man standing by the glass doors with a mask on and he had a cell phone and he was standing directly looking at the car, but he had his cell phone like this, taking a picture of Natalie as she went in. And I thought that that was the creepiest thing ever. Did y'all catch that? Yeah. Is is it because if you see someone with a film crew, you like take a picture so you can ask your friends, who is this person that's being filmed? Because I do that sometimes. I think it's super creepy. <laughs> I don't know. And it could be that, but I just didn't like that how he was lurking by the by the hotel door lobby. Where where who are you meeting and why are you standing there and why are you lurking? Instead, if you're gonna take a picture of someone, then there that's on TV that has a, a camera crew with them, be upfront about it. Be like, I'm in the middle, right? Let me get in the the shot. Let me be behind the scenes and let me go ahead and take that picture. Not all lurking on the side. Oh God. Yeah. No, thank you. So that was the episode. We'll see what happens. Any predictions for any of the people, April? I predict that Juan is going to tell Susan, I can no longer help you. <laughs> I loved on that clip that Juan was on the date as the translator. <laughs> He's like, let me see firsthand what the F this woman is talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Because she is not Susan. Uh, oh, Susan. It makes no sense to me that her dog is about to be on another date. Mostly because that means the dog is on more dates than me for 2023. Listen, that dog gets around. Gets around. And when that, when you sent me that text, is the dog on the table? I was like, oh. I knew immediately it was Susan. I was like, what has this woman done? <laughs> what has she done now? 
All right, we have uh, Linda and April. If you've been watching us for the past uh, seven weeks, we have the Linda and April's lovers list where we're making our list of what we are looking for in a significant other. Uh, we're putting all that great energy out there. I'm not sure what we're going to do with that at the end of the series, but I'm going to think of something. <laughs> so on April's list, April has uh, Jadena, the artist, someone who's curious, someone who's reflective, someone who's chunky, financially stable and honest. And it's the hard honest, correct? Yes, like honest with yourself and others. Love this time slot, by the way, ladies. Yes, I know a lot of you guys like this time slot really good to know okay what's your word for today okay so today i am going to go physical okay and i'm going to say five nine or above five nine or above not being ridiculous how tall are you i don't know how tall i am <laughs> what i have lied about my height for a very long time so i don't know exactly how tall i am how tall do you think you are I think I'm like five eight. Okay. Is that with shoes on or without shoes on? Without shoes on. But I used to be ridiculous and say that you have to be at least six feet or else I'm not even swiping right or left, whichever one it was. America, isn't that like three percent of the population? No, it's more <laughs> than that. It's more than that. What is it? Six footers? It's not 3%. It has to be more than 3% because I did have dates back then when I was actively looking for six footers. percent of the pop, the U.S. population is over six feet. What is it? Uh, in the U.S. population, about 14.5% of all men are six feet or over, and 1% of U.S. women. That sounds about right. All right. So, yeah, five nine or above. Is, does that, uh, Crystal, are you saying that's ridiculous? Is five nine ridiculous? I think she's giving you the side eye because you don't know how tall you are. Oh, yeah, I don't. But I don't know. That's your, that's no clue. Your I don't know. No clue. She'll explain. Okay. So Jadana, curious, reflective, chunky, financially stable, honest, the hard honest and five, nine or above. Yes. All right. So my list. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> uh, my list, humorous, thoughtful, spontaneous, financially stable and a giver. Uh, generous and loving and I'm tall myself and so I too am going to go physical as well and I'm also going to put height in there I need you to be at least 5'9 I need to not like feel like I'm towering over you I do wear heels like I was born in heels so I wear heels all a lot so that makes me even taller um, so I'm going to say Five nine as well and above. Oh, I'll go five eight. Five eight. You're okay with being a little taller when you have your heels on. Yes, just a okay. little. So five eight and above. 
I think that's reasonable. Now I have a friend who says that it's not a good, I'm not being a good feminist by wanting to have a certain height. Well, that's on your friend. (laughs) (laughs) That's not on you. All right. Our list is growing. Our list is growing. You guys, thank you so much for being here. Definitely make sure to like and subscribe. Head over on over to April's page, Legal PLLC, and like and subscribe over there as well. Uh, And I'll either see you guys later tonight. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, y'all.